0: Seahawks fans to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest podcast I'm your host State Sano joined as always by the Bruce Lee to my Jet Lee it's Kevin Garber Kevin how you doing
1: uh is it
0: had to go had to go Lees? <laughs> even though they're spelled different I,
1: I just appreciate that you know I'm gonna die younger than you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh I, I think it's very fitting uh seeing as I'm waiting for my superpowers to
0: kick in yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm so ready for your superpowers to kick in. What power do you think you would have?
1: Um, I was really hoping for super strength, but I'll I'll take anything. I'm not picky.
0: Okay, I'm into it. Um, all right. So, well, I really don't want to talk about the Seahawks. <laughs> is, that, is that is that bad? welcome to it, it's our just NFL like, draft super tough. you actually went to the game in person. What was that? What was that like watching the watching that that particular game? Right. in in person
1: number one I was there with producer Brett and so I uh, Brett having a meltdown in the second half was oh,
0: man. I mean he he is very mad about the refs he
1: was not happy and honestly I don't blame him that was a really rough, rough performance to watch should
0: I play that should I play that the ref music do you want to go over the bad calls Let's go over some bad. I got three bad calls All I right. want to go over okay here we go wait there we go there it is all right. There's my there's my ref. I'm playing the real ref music this time, not that elephant song. That's for that's for dumb Broncos fans. This one, <laughs> this one's for the refs.
1: Okay. So having watched it live, watched it on the jumbotron, and watched it again on the condensed film, I still disagree with all three of these calls. So I don't feel bad saying it. Uh, number one, if the ball is between your legs and it hits the ground, it's not a catch. I am positive about that.
0: Uh, what is a catch in the NFL, anyway?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> insert verbal meme. Uh, guy with glasses standing in garden. Butterfly lands on hand. Is this a it catch? Is.
0: Um. Okay. So let let's just say this in the in the rules for a catch. Uh, it says secures control of the ball in his hands or arms. It's like in the rule. Yep. So like this one, this one, I'm gonna have to give it to you. Like. It's in the rule that you got to catch it with your arms. You can't catch it between your legs. It's like, not a, I mean, I don't know. They're just kind of making it up as, as they go along. It's it's okay. Yeah, I felt like that was one of those.
1: <laughs> that looked cool. Let's say it's a catch, which that's not how it works.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I'm reading the rule right now. It says, A, secures control of the ball in his hands or arms prior to the ball touching the ground. I mean, one knee is, is, is two arms, Kevin. I think I, I, John Madden told me that one time. Yeah, anyway, four continue. Four
1: is three testicles. <laughs> I know exactly. It's The exchange rate is ridiculous. Um, so the second one, which I think is... Okay. In the stadium, it was called a certain way. And I didn't hear it called a different way. Uchenu got flagged for a late hit on the sideline on Sam Darnold. And mm-hmm. last time I checked, Sam Darnold runs the football a lot. So if he's not out of bounds and you're in the middle of hitting him, I'm not sure why you're not supposed to finish hitting him.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Uh, and the last I one, think the
0: last one, last one's the worst one for me. So I was just, I'm, I'm going to go right to it. The last get, one was Brian that.
1: Burns being clearly offsides and yeah, uh, close. Gino throwing an interception.
0: Gino saw the offsides was like, Oh, free play. Just, just kidding. Uh, I don't have a free play. Ugh. All right. Well, I will. I will say that the the refs were impactful in this game, but they're not the only reason the that we lost. Producer Brett Memorial
1: uh, ref di- ref <clears throat> dishing is uh, is now done.
0: <laughs> you want to you want to know the real reason we lost though? Um, because we got ran all over by Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, they they ran the ball f- forty four times. whose last name was Blackshear. 44 times for 223 yards. For one, I don't think if you allow your opponent to to control the ball enough to run 44 times that you that you're going to win very many football games. Do you know what the longest That's... completion Carolina had was? I don't know, probably like 6 yards. What what was it?
1: Uh they had one
0: 18-yard uh reception. Yeah, and they had a seventeen. Yeah, they had an eighteen yeah.
1: yard and uh and uh but the, the two 17 yards were dumped off to the running back. The eighteen yard was actually like thrown somewhat down the field. In the air. <clears throat>
0: yeah, ugly ugly all around performance and we got killed on screen passes too. Like it wasn't like they there was a screen to Chanel I think. Yep. That that went went pretty far. Blackshear had just, seventeen on one. Yeah, that's just Shai Smith had a... Yeah, our front seven just wasn't very good.
1: Did you see what happened to Al Woods? Because he went out, and then our
0: defensive line was garbage. Yeah, so here's the thing, is that before the game, in the pregame, we lose Shelby Harris. He's apparently uh, sick as a dog. That's That's probably was the word. Okay, then Al Woods says he has a sore Achilles. An injury I can relate to, as in a fellow old guy that's probably carrying a little extra weight. I I get... I get that one. I play a lot of basketball. I probably shouldn't, with how big I am. Um, and so, sore Achilles is something I can relate to. You don't want to push that because sore Achilles is fine. Torn Achilles is, a, is a, that's a career ender for Owl's Woods. Yeah, he's not he's not coming back from that. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Like the we're missing two of our key interior defensive linemen.
1: That's just how leads, thin
0: the rotation is, though. Leads to, you know, Quentin Jefferson had to play a ton. And uh, Quentin Jefferson is a situational pass rushing uh, guy. He shouldn't play 41 snaps.
1: Uh, Miles Uh, Adams also had 16 snaps of well below average defensive tackle play. And Brian Monet had a lot of snaps of below average play.
0: My big thing, too, with the way they rushed the ball was that they got 157 of the 223 yards after first contact. Like, we weren't just like we were getting beat but also our inability to tackle reared its ugly head again which is frustrating i'm i'm tired of the seahawks tackling poorly it is just i mean 12 missed tackles in this game by defensive players and it's it's everyone too it's brooks it's jackson it's it's woolen it's it's all these guys everyone's missing a few tackles here and there right and it's it's tough it's it's tough to watch it's frustrating from a from a fan perspective and I don't know. I mean,
1: Brett's tickets really are know. up in the Hawks Nest and that's a, a rowdy bunch. Um, that's uh-huh. where people who are very uh dedicated to watching the game are because you're out in the
0: elements. Um and you're on a bench too. Yes. So it's not like there's no there's no like um there's no uh respite. It reminds me it about being in an all ages show.
1: Um <laughs> it's it's got a very punk rock vibe. And Uh, they were getting (laughs) rowdy about the tackles. Everyone was livid. Like you didn't need to see replays or break down tape to know that that was a, that was something that was an impactful and regular mistake. Our defense is flat out missing tackles. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's not just like one culprit who needs to learn how to tackle. It is, seems to be a systemic problem.
0: And I mean Bruce Urban Bruce Urban had a quote after the game. It was like, We're not fitting right and we're not playing good. <laughs> like and he's like, and we need to do what did he say? I don't remember what the exact quote was. It was something like that though. Like we're not we're not fitting and yeah, just basically we, we suck right now. And I, I don't this Bruce Urban, I don't disagree. Like it's it's tough. It's tough slightly here. I'll look at Bruce Urban has strong words for Seahawks defense. So here, here we go. Let me Kevin, what do you think Bruce Irvin said? Oh, he
1: had this really like funny line about basically growing up, and it's not, like,
0: its not—it's not communication. It's not anything. It's just man on man. You have to beat your man, get off the block, and make the tackle. It's a mentality. I don't care about no play calls or no nothing. You have to whoop your man in front of you and make the tackle. Uh, guys have to make tackles. When we fit it right, guys aren't making the tackles, and when we don't fit it right, the ball gets through. It's a combination of misfits and guys not making tackles. And until we get this figured out, we're going to have four weeks of guys pounding the ball on us. That's a fact. That's well said. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> good job. leader just... stepping up. And so here's the thing is Bruce Urban is the holdover from the Legion of Boom, right? He knows what the good, what good defenses look like. He knows what good defenses act like. And he's got there with it. The, he's out there with this young defense, right? And that doesn't, to him, it doesn't have the right mentality They're They're getting beat. And he's, and he's frustrated, and I think rightfully so. And it's like Bruce Urban is is not out there playing uh, incredible football or anything. I mean, he was good in this game. He had a sack. He had three tackles. He looked fine to me for how much he has to play, which is more than I think that he should be playing. I think Bruce Urban, if we could get his snaps down to like 20 or 30, would be hyper effective, even at 36. Right now, he's at he was out there for 57 snaps last game. That's just... I love Bruce Urban. That's just too much Bruce Servant. You ask like, about he's...
1: a lot from an old guy. And a guy who <clears throat> yeah. honestly, like, he's not as good against the run
0: as he once was. And he's, he's not he's not out there. I mean, he was he was fine in this game. He didn't miss a tackle and he played okay. He seemed to I did not notice him missing fits. So that that's like that's the thing is if if a guy if I don't notice a guy, then that's good. I noticed uh one time where we, they, there was a third down third and two towards the end of the game. It was the play where black Shirk busted out the big third down run. And on that play, like Neil and Barton are filling the same gap. And it's like, one of you guys is not supposed to be here. I don't know which one.
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> another one down the side. You made me
0: where you made me guess it's Cody Barton's fault because <laughs> it seems to be his fault often, but, but uh, it could be Ryan Neal's fault. Guy, I'm not guy sure. of
1: does a thing. I mean, if we're, if we're going to be honest <laughs> about this, um, that's it's the same thing with, uh, uh, like, there was a play, again, down the sideline where you end up with... Um, I want to say it was Tariq that was out there getting blocked. Or it might have been Mike Jackson. But somebody... Uh, the corner was out on the outside getting blocked. And you had uh, Brooks cut under the block. And Barton went over the block. And Brooks did a good job of making sure that he couldn't do a cutback. Like, he was cutting just underneath the block. Um, there was no way that the running back could cut cutback. And... And for some reason, it took Barton like an extra half second to get over there, which was just enough time on his angle of pursuit where he didn't cut off the other side of the run. And so now you have a guy busting down the sideline, picking up big yardage. Like there are so many instances where you just look and you're like, okay, there are a number of guys trying to tackle that are equal to or greater than the number of guys that are blocking. And someone's just in the wrong place
0: and it'd be easy to just point to Gino. This was the work. this was the this was a pretty for this season. This was a floor performance for Gino. 58% completion percentage, the two interceptions, one of which I think we can excuse, took a couple bad sacks. <coughs> I'm sorry. The time of possession yeah.
1: numbers were a big problem too. Um yeah. like gi- like giving giving up the ball as much as they did was a, was a really big problem. Gino definitely didn't have it today.
0: Yeah, it just it t- today. It's, it's all one big day now for us. They're no, they're sunset. That sunrises. was Sunday. <laughs> Kevin
1: talking. Thank you very much. That's... <laughs> who,
0: who, who, need, who needs them? Yo, it's today uh, as much as
1: it's we and us. So, you know, <laughs> I'm consistent in my inconsistencies. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, you can't you can't let a team like Carolina outpossess you 39 to 20. It and. You know they were just as bad on third down as us, at forty six percent to forty six percent. They took more penalties than we did, six to three. The differences in the game where we turned the ball over, and we they ran the ball two twenty three for them, forty six for us. Like we were able to throw. I don't think Gino was terrible in this game. If we can get any kind of running game going in this game, we win the game with ease. But we just couldn't. That, the running game. Do you was think just he was pressing because
1: he knew he had no running game to fall back on? I think that could have been part of it.
0: I mean that's part of it, but we didn't even really give the running game a chance. What ten handoffs in in the whole game? Like I don't even think they gave Homer and Jones a real chance to get going. It was just like we're not doing that. <laughs> we we this is not a part of our of our offense right now. And I'd like to say, oh well, they were using like the short pass game, and they tried some screen stuff. But man, a lot of our screens just look like when we try to set up the uh, the screen with blockers out there. That is. That play has never worked like, like the one
1: screen when there was just no one there to receive the ball. And then we had the one to, uh, or the end around to Goodwin where it was just like the linebacker just chased him down the side, like down the line. It was perfectly played. Um, Yeah, I agree. We, we couldn't really get too tricky to make it work. Do you like, it almost makes you wonder if we're telegraphing something.
0: Yeah. I mean, or if we just needed to pound the tight ends again, like, like, try to find something the thing that that we were doing earlier in the season that we're not seeming to do anymore is finding some pl- some plays some some gimme plays that work and Gino said it in the post game he said I'm pressing too hard I'm looking for too much I need to just take what the defense is giving me and like find what the deep that's what G- and Gino's right and I love that he's he is so um self-aware at his age like he has a, an ability to 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 reflect on his play in a way that I feel like a lot of guys don't at least they don't publicly the way he does. Yeah. And I think he's right. Like we needed to find that like underneath pass or that, that gimme dump off that they just weren't covering that could get us six yards of play. Like that's, that's the kind of the key to you need like one of the, you need that gimme. You need that freebie. Well, we barely um, used the tight ends today. Disley caught
1: two for three for 20 Parkinson only had one catch for 10 fan. The only ball thrown to fan was the, um that long pass down the sideline on the gimme play when they were offsides. Yep. Uh, So we underutilize the tight end and that tight end safety valve has come up big (laughs) for us repeatedly this season. Like I understand wanting to feed the wide receivers. Uh, DK and Tyler are both really good players, but if they're giving us those tight end routes, then yeah, I agree. Like good job. Gino speaks like somebody who's lost a quarterback job and won one again.
0: Yeah. I think, I think he showed us like, okay, this is the floor for Gino. And and we if Gino plays his floor game, like our defense and our running game right now, as it stands, are not gonna pick up the slack. Yep. They just they just are not playing playing well enough at, at all. Um in terms of blocking, um, pass blocking I thought was was really solid. We can get one sack against a premier pass rusher, Pass rusher like Brian Burns. Yeah, our tackles uh, play really well. Burns is a problem, and Cross and Lucas both handled their business, uh, gave up only a couple pressures each. I love to see it. That is what you want to see. In the run game, those guys could not get any push. And I don't know I don't know what the deal is cuz like we've seen Damian Lewis be a dominating run blocker. We have seen Abraham Lucas in his college tape just throw guys around in the run game. I don't know why we cannot get consistent push in the run game. I'm not I just don't get it. It does not makes it does not make sense to me. But we're not getting push. We're just not getting push in the run game. What if and the right guard rotation just cracks me up. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing that. Is it because they both they both are going to get hurt? So we just want to we'll just use them till one gets hurt, and then they'll have one. Yeah, just keep keep them fresh. It's super weird to me.
1: Yeah, I don't. If you have two right guards, you have no right guards. Everyone knows that. That's an old adage. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask any college coach. <laughs> yeah,
0: rest, rest in peace, Mike Leach. So so so
1: in honor of Mike Leach, I uh, showed up to this uh, podcast uh 30 minutes Actually, late was, eating dinner it was it was me <laughs> that showed up 30 minutes late even more apparently more. like mike leach
0: is late for everything like he, the t- coach's meeting was supposed to start at one but often didn't start till two like, just like, just like,
1: <laughs> but like right. does that sound surprising Not, at all uh, no if you had to ask I, what way mike leach would show up for something i would say eating food and wearing sweats of some variety is really high like basically he I just gotta, he should be played by brad pitt in a movie not because Brad Pitt looks like him, but because Brad Pitt's also great at eating food and wearing like lazy clothes.
0: Here's the thing is like <laughs> I I gotta respect Movie the, Club. I gotta respect the Mike Leach coaching tree. Like this is he love him or hate him, uh like him or not, like he was definitely a character that was a funny character, and his coaching tree is is legit. Like He had there's like what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine NFL head coach or nine college head coaches and one NFL head coach that are all on his coaching tree. And then like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more uh, coordinators or NFL assistants. Let the record be shown
1: that Nathan is referring to Cliff Kingsbury as an NFL coach. I still find it debatable.
0: I mean he is a coach in the NFL. No, I was talking <laughs> I, about West Welker. I was talking about what oh, okay, I was talking about. Oh, Dolphins I don't wide receiver's wide receivers coach. <laughs> um I was Cliff Kingsbury was when I said the NFL assistant. <laughs> that's, that, that's, what was, that's what I was talking about. So anyway, um assistant yeah, to the head coach. Um oh, sorry. This 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 game sucked. It was miserable. It was just a miserable game. Miserable watching experience. I was not having fun for one minute of the game. It's because um, we, we were down losing 10, to a clearly nothing.
1: inferior team. That's the other part.
0: I mean, the thing is, is that were that were we were they on this day, were we really were they really inferior? They seemed like they were about as good as us. It, it missing Penny and Walker is hurting a lot.
1: Yeah, we predicate it a lot made, on the run game, and
0: we need backs that make yardage. It's like to the point where, like, when I do a mock draft now, I see Bijan Robinson sitting there with the second, with the first round pick, the second one. I'm all like, hmm. Ooh, Pete Maybe whispering in your absolute 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 sicko like disgusting thoughts, <laughs> but but they're there they're there because I just it's hard to watch this team when they can't run the ball because we have no control over the game that's the problem is like you control good teams control the clock with the run game right we saw it against the Rams last week like they they were able to stay in a game they had no right to be in against us. By controlling the clock with the run game, right? Like Cam Akers is running and um, what was that guy I've never heard of? What was that wide receiver that got a couple runs off? Yeah, exactly. You can't even remember. <laughs> remember that? Remember that guy? That what yes. second, Rams? Yeah, they, they had all kinds of random players just, just running the ball on us. And they were able to, to stay in the game. And we just can't. We can't put the game away well, at all. And then they, you have the 49ers get another too, right? Like the 49ers are oh, another team that can run the ball. Brandon Powell. Oh, God. I've been thinking about this game. This is another part of the misery is like we are one day. We are now one and a half days away from playing the hottest team in football. They are playing so good right now. They just crushed Tampa Bay, a team that beat us three weeks ago. And like as good as we played during that four game win streak, we have played as bad the last four weeks as you can. Everyone just runs on us. Everyone just runs on us. Just run the football on the Seahawks. They can't stop it, um, and they, we can't. They're right. We can't stop it, and we're losing close games too. That's another thing. It's like we're not getting blown out by anybody. So you have to At watch least. the
1: whole thing. You can't just leave. You can't like tune it out. You have to watch it, all of it. And like it sucks,
0: but like we lost three one score games to pretty bad teams. Like, but the Bucks are not good. They're really they're more mediocre than us. That even.
1: whole division <laughs> is not that good, and we went zero oh and four. Oh, like if we, oh we missed oh the playoffs, that's why.
0: Correct. When, when we miss the playoffs, I'm I'm at that point. Eric, Eric told me to say something like that. Eric said, if you, if you want one thing to say, cause since I'm not going to be able to be there since the, what's the ghost of Eric Ronnebeck say the ghost of Eric says you should not expect playoffs anymore. You should be hopeful, but, but don't expect it. It's the, 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 the reality is, is that it's going to be diff- really difficult for this team to make the playoffs. And I don't disagree. Like we, ha- we, we, there's three teams with basically the same record and if, it's going to be come down to which one of those three teams can get the most wins. And I'm just not I'm just not sure it's us. Just not sure it's us. I mean, we have to, we have a tough schedule. We got to play San Francisco this week. The hottest team football. Even if Brock Purdy or even Josh Johnson is their quarterback, it doesn't matter because no one's going to predicate beating us on throwing the ball a lot. Josh we, just got beat must by, we just got be the
1: nicest guy in the NFL?
0: 36 years old, Marshawn's cousin. Like what a what a legend. 15 NFL teams. I I love Josh Johnson. I and my favorite. I posted the article in the Discord. I think it was from when he when he joined the uh, Washington football team he, to be their backup, and then eventually he started a game for them. They he went played Madden so he could learn all his teammates' names. Veteran move, that savvy is, veteran move, right there. That is so cool. So okay, so N- <laughs> NFC playoffs. Okay, let's let's talk NFC playoffs. So the Cowboys are are in at five. By okay. the way, everyone, We've the got- reason
1: this is so scattered, you're getting. Two teachers the
0: week before the holiday um, break with a terrible kids, Seahawks game. <laughs> my kids were not, made, made my life difficult today. And so like <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't have as much time to prepare. So, so okay, so here's shotgun we go. blast of so,
1: Seahawks knowledge coming at you all day.
0: So, six, six, seven, eight, nine. The two of these teams are making the playoffs. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say the Packers are out for, for a wild card, that five and eight. I think they're done. They're burnt bread. They're toast. So, so we got Washi- the Washington football team. Okay, we've got the new the New York football Giants, your Seattle Seahawks, and the Detroit Lions. Okay. So those are the four teams. Now the Lions are are hotter than Satan's toenail. They are so hot right now. Um the Manders and Giants tied, which helps a little bit. But okay, so Giants play Manders this week. So that's a wash, right? I feel like one Man- of those
1: teams is definitely missing the playoffs.
0: So, Commanders play 49ers and Cowboys, which is similarly as difficult as us playing 49ers and, and KC and Browns. So, the question is, can we outpace the Lions? Because we don't have tiebreaker against the Lions. Nope. You know what? Because like, we, we lost if a we end stupid. Up in a, stu- or no. No, no. We do have tiebreaker against the Lions. We're not. Wait, wait, but we can't get in a three way tie with them because we have a terrible division record because we're 0 4 against the South. Dude, this is like. I, We're going to end up. We're gonna, Okay. We got to win. And we got to beat the Jets too, and they're in the hunt.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I
0: don't know. Jets are Jets part. are in
1: it for an AFC playoff spot. We're we're not playing a bunch of donkeys down the stretch. Like we're playing a few <laughs> teams that are fighting for playoffs or fighting for. Um,
0: okay, we got like, a shot. Fighting for the the more I, the more I look at this, the more I think. Okay, the Manders are Manders are going to fall out. We got the Lions have Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. Lions are in. I'm just, they're not, they're not going to lose another game. The Giants and Washington could both lose, like get close to losing out. Yeah. So the, our hope is that we got to, okay. So we're rooting Seahawks. We rooting need to interest. win gotta, two games minimum. Two, two game We need to win two games. We need to go two and two and we need Washington and Giants to, to falter down the stretch. That's and but, it, but if they go two and two also, we win because their tie gets, takes them out. No, 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 no. We lose. Uh, we are. We, we, it's the other way. You're going the you're going the wrong way. Their tie is helps them. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah, sorry. We we need to be one win up on them.
0: Yeah. Uh so we just need one of them to go. Wait, no, no. One it's and the Lions. Oh man, the Lions. Why why are the Lions in here? I don't I don't like the Lions. <laughs> Where did they come from? They uh, were Detroit. like they were like two and six. Yeah, now no,
1: they're, they're, they're not. in my business. Now they're not. Okay.
0: <laughs> Giants have Manders. They have Vikings, Eagles. You know what? Every team has a pretty tough schedule. It's really just going to come down to which two of these four teams handles their difficult schedule the best.
1: Okay, so I put <sighs> this think thing it, out there
0: before. Do you think it's even okay? Here's the thing: 49ers, can they run? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're dead. So we're dead. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs can they run? No. I don't know, man. Pacheco's been pretty good the last last couple weeks. I think they've they've kind of found a guy. Well, I mean,
1: okay, fine. We're doing this. Okay, every team can run on us. The Bucks That's,
0: ran on us. Hey, that's, that is that R- is R- Rashad White slander, and I, I do not stand for that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so scared. This, this, it's so hard. I want us to make the playoffs. It is so good for these young players to get the experience. Let's just start with that. Okay, is that a lot of people might say, like, just lose out. Just lose out. If we lose out, we get the 15th pick. Um, probably ninth. No, we probably get a ninth pick. Ooh, something like that. That's, that's awesome. right right now we're at set 17. Okay. So if we lose out if we lose out yeah, we're going up to like 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that. So a top 12 that's the pick. range we will be in. Um I actually looked this so up last year. So top 3 teams, pick and a top 12 pick. Teams that went our record would be 7 and 10. Teams that went 7 and 10 uh, were 9th ninth, 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 ninth through 13th last year. So yeah, so we could be in the even in the the back end of the top 10. That's that's a good spot to be in for drafting, but it is so much better For our team in particular, get these young guys a playoff game. Let them know what it is, what it is like. What is playoff football like? Because do you have any expectations of them winning a playoff game? I guess if we played the fraudulent Minnesota Vikings. So which (laughs) team
1: that's making the playoffs do you think we have no hope of beating? I think the Eagles Uh, would whoop us. I think the 49ers would whoop us. And I think we could beat any of the other
0: teams. No, Dallas would kill us. I would not be surprised to see us beat Dallas. Ha- Dallas, Dallas has two running backs that will run for two hundred yards on us. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas. I could Dallas, see that being Z- like a
1: super pointy weird game. 400,
0: 400, 400 rushing yards. Two hundred for Pollard. and Two hundred for Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. They will. They would absolutely. I But everyone else, you're right. Everyone else, I agree. Is I mean, we're in. We're in a. There's a clump of teams. That are all kind of similar. Seattle, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. But, the I, record doesn't say so, but they are. <coughs> no, Minnesota's worse than us. I don't even care. I, I, I'm still saying it. They're they're not good. Minnesota is not good. I, I'm. They're complete frauds. I. And we are not. We are just super average. Like it's it's okay. How, it's many, okay it in, uh, Madison, Wait, How many rushing all yards do right. we give up
1: to Cook in Madison though? Wait, what? How many rushing yards do we give up to Cook in Madison? Hmm.
0: Like two fifty total. To Cook's gonna get like one sixty for sure. Yeah, that's rough. That's brutal. I don't <laughs> know. That's uh, this is not cool. the best, is it? Well, all, all the playoff teams have good running backs. Like what? What play? What NFC playoff team has has a bad running game? Um, I mean, we beat the Giants, but they have a good running game. Yeah, and so do the, the thing Lions. is, our running game, our running defense seems to be getting like when we were playing really good, the run defense looked good, right? Yep like we were shutting down the run. Our defense was starting to turn the corner. It really felt like we were doing everything right. It was that the four weeks we played Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Cardinals again. So, it's probably was just that we were playing the Cardinals and the Chargers have just been a mess. They're all over the That's the most schizophrenic team in the NFL. You just on a week-to-week basis, just good luck figuring out what you're going to get from the San Diego Chargers. Yep. Or Los Angeles char, ch- Chargers whatever.
1: The Los <laughs> Angeles and Chargers of Anaheim, San Diego.
0: Got it. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, Seahawks defense. Uh the rookie the rookies looked okay a couple minutes we talked about it enough. I, gold I jackets. Move on to- sure. He's good. He's good at football. It's very good. Yeah. And Shannon Uosu is Shannon Uosu is a guy who will fit really well into our rotation next year when we get Will Anderson to come in and get 12 sacks. It'll be great.
1: If we can get one guy to be a primary pass rusher, and Eugenio is like our 1B or our number 2, and Daryl Taylor is like our, you know, 2B or number 3 pass rusher, that's Mm -hmm. when you know you have like a legitimate pass rush. Right now, when that's our number 1 and number 2, it's it's just a little lacking against a lot of teams.
0: If you want a silver lining to this like, you know, Buccaneers, Raiders, Panthers losses, if you want a silver lining to that, it's that it might have knocked the price down on Geno by like 20%. That's that's the silver lining, is that the price might be closer to thirty than forty now, and we all so, know why. It's the racism. So, so um, okay, I don't want to talk about Carolina anymore. Let's go to San Francisco. I don't want to okay. talk about San Francisco either, though. <laughs> uh, but we got to do it. Let's ri- let's let's do this. Right. San Francisco the um, is fir- they're first in weighted DVOA, which means that they are the team in the NFL that is playing the best compared to what you would compare to what you expect. They're tenth in offense, second in defense. Uh, let's t- let's talk a little bit about their offense. Their offense is anchored around uh, the premier running back in the NFL, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think a lot of people when they made this trade were were kind of ready to to make fun of it. They gave up a lot. They sure to did get Christian McCaffrey. They were they were like we are in on getting Christian McCaffrey, and I think now that people have seen it in practice, it is very difficult to make fun of what they did. Because boy, if this guy can stay on the field, it's a it's a problem for every other team. In the NFL. He's averaging almost five yards a rush, uh, four hundred twenty six yards, two hundred forty two of them coming after contact. He also is just a threat in the passing game. It's it's a very difficult to deal with Christian McCaffrey. He already has thirty five receptions. Kevin, he's fourth on the team. Yeah, in just seven games. Uh, 316 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, it's that's the big thing is he's field.
1: at he's over 700 total yards. It's, it's coming over, um, and he is an equal threat in both facets of the game. Debo Samuel going out is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is another person who kind of threatens every part of the field, and yep. it'll be interesting to see how effect. But like, I don't know. You you gotta respect Brandon Ayuk. Um, George Kittle can still kill someone on any given week, so. It's not like they have a lack of weapons. It's it's crazy to me that they're able to
0: patch this through with Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. First Mr. Irrelevant to ever throw a pass. I got to give props for that. That is that is freaking cool. Like It's kind of weird is... that Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, too, because he was a legitimate prospect for a
1: while. Yeah, he was all right. He just
0: faded down the stretch at Iowa State. He kind of didn't grow. Yeah, he just kind of stayed the same. The same dude. The Iowa State quarterbacks and, and San Francisco 49ers, though, or wait, did they have an Iowa quarterback last time? Uh, yeah, it, I was it was Iowa. Iowa. It was yeah. Iowa, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's at, completed 67% of his passes so far, four touchdowns versus two interceptions. He's getting a lot of props. Um. There's a lot of great quotes from San Francisco players about why they think Brock Purdy's playing so good, but the ones that hit the hardest for me are, that, are the defensive players saying, no, Brock's good because he's played against us all year. And he, I mean, that's true. He has ran the scout team against the number one defense in the NFL for weeks. Like that is going to battle test you a little bit they, they, there's just no way around yes it. well it's like like he's you, just his
1: alex is going to be terrible but he can like still point guard it around a bit
0: yeah and it, they they have guys that can get open in the short and intermediate they got McCaffrey, use kittle uh Ayuk. these guys all can get open in the short and intermediate row to make it easy for purdy they have a great play caller in shanahan This team is a problem. Now, Thursday night games are weird and we're wearing action green. Those are the those are the things I have to bring to the table for us. Well, he's got an eight out of like six yards. Um, And we're wearing and we're wearing action green. We are
1: wearing action green. So maybe if they uh, like lighten up the color of the grass on the field, we'll blend in and the camouflage will create problems for property.
0: Let's put any chances of winning aside. I, I, I really didn't I'm feeling that 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 level of confidence right now, Kevin. So, so let's put any chances of winning aside. Well it's what are the
1: th- the, the the way that you the path to a victory is <clears throat> that Pete doesn't lose two games against San Francisco very often and division games are weird. But like that literally is what we're leaning on really hard. Like it's like, oh yeah, Gino just had the game of his life and for some reason like um oh Gino had the game of his life and we got like four turnovers from Brock Purdy. And expose something on tape for everyone else.
0: Hey, hey, Kevin, I got, I got an, I got an update. What the dog doing? You know what he's doing? Practicing. Full participant in practice today. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. times. Right. That's big. Yeah, it's, that is big. That is big. Quandre was a full participant. As was Shelby Harris. Was back. So um, these are these are big picks. So okay, what are the things I'm watching? I'm watching Nick Bosa versus Charles Cross. How how does he handle him comparative to the first time, which wasn't if I recall correctly, was not horrible. Uh, I don't, I don't remember Bosa having like an amazing I remember game.
1: us having a really difficult game in general. Against psych,
0: him. psych, Bosa had seven pressures and two sacks. Yeah. So what I'm watching is how do we handle Bosa? Bosa killed us in the first game. I'm, I'm going back on what I just said 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Bosa, Bosa absolutely destroyed us. So can, can Charles Cross find success against one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL? Is he, is he up to the task? If he is, that'll be huge. It's a it'll be a big step in the right direction. Um I'm not even eh, I'm I'm hoping Walker, Walker apparently will be back. Um Walker being
1: back is really big because we set so much up off the run game, but also Walker is a big play threat in the pass game is a, is a real thing.
0: Breaking news Kevin, Bruce Irvin just tweeted. You ready want to hear this tweet? Always. I'm sore as shit still. Thursday night game should be illegal. <laughs>
1: Dude, Bruce Irvin's second, third tour of duty, his dad energy is just I'm feeling it. I love his dad energy in this entire oh, tour of duty.
0: So good. So good. It happened less than 10 minutes ago, so very pleased with that. Okay, um so yeah, how do we handle Nick Bosa is the number one thing I'm watching in this game. If if we can get a handle on Nick Bosa, we might be able to get the ball moving. The dog is back, you know? We got we're going to have K9 in the in the house. He's going to be able to 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 get the run game going again, which will balance out our offense. If we win this game, it needs to be a, a bit of a boat race. There's no way we're going to stop them from scoring completely. Not the way that they run the ball. No, it's, it's just not going to happen. We need to, we need to win like 31, like 28. And that's Gino's how, gotta have that's a how game. we win this game.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yes. Gino has to, we have to score points. We had to score 31 points. So Gino's got to have a great game. If he has the game he had last time with the multiple turnovers. I mean, we're looking at them putting up a number that starts with a four and us putting up a number that starts with a two. Well, cool, because you
1: know, that's the other so. thing is if we're trying to lean on the tight ends, this is a hard team to do that against because Fred Warner m- is maybe the best coverage linebacker in the NFL right now. Dre Greenlaw's up there too. Like they are both very good coverage linebackers, uh, very, very good within the uh, system that they're in as well. So it's super hard. That's hard to well, play uh, the to play to the tight ends against this defense.
0: Oceans cover seventy one percent of the Earth's surface, and the other twenty nine percent is Fred Warner. It sucks. So, so Dax. yeah, I I just it's difficult. And did you see? Okay, you want to hear a funny 49ers thing? Last week they had the two picks on um on Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and the two linebackers who picked off Tom Brady went to him after the game with the balls and asked him to sign them. <laughs> <laughs> And he did. And Tom Brady said it. Tom said said, "You know what? It sucked. I didn't like it." He's like, "He because Tom Brady is admittedly a, a poor sport." Yes. And uh, and I thought that's cool though that he he was willing to do that for the uh for the that was funny.
1: Uh, I also want to <clears throat> point out to kind of further your point. So, how important is it that we uh, do something about Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa has fourteen sacks. Um, the next player on the team in sacks is has four uh their pass rush outside of um their pass rush outside of nick bosa is worse than our pass rush yeah so if you can keep him from just killing you uh there is a good chance that they won't be able to get to gino that much they won't be able to make him miserable
0: yeah it's it's tough it, it, like if we can not if we can guess if we can bottle up bosa he generates most of their pass rush i think what's their second lead to guy is like three it's four yeah it's four yeah okay so it's like do they don't have another big sack guy if we can get bosa under control and i i assume they're gonna do what they tried last time which is they're gonna put cross out there on the island and let him do his thing which i think that's honestly not a bad plan if you, pull, like that's, if, that, you
1: if you if you drop the right plays and everything and make sure you, there's multiple ways to protect a offensive tackle One of those ways is to, you know, uh, roll a play away or towards a player, depending on what that pass rusher struggles with. Um, Another thing you can do is you can give enough, uh, like, run reads and things like that, that that pass rusher has to respect it. Like, having K9 back, if we're running play action to that side, he's got to respect Walker because if he doesn't, Walker's a threat for six every time he touches the ball.
0: Yeah. So it's. So establish the run. That's what one thing we want to see. We want to see uh, Seahawks uh, running running the football and then slowing down Bosa enough that they can't that we can move the ball on the offense side. With us on defense, um, I just want to see us not giving up any big plays. If we can limit the big plays and make them like move the ball down the field, ch- chunk chunk it down the field slowly. We can hope that they can fail some drives based on, you know, unlucky penalties and things like that. Those, those are driving a when young you...
1: quarterback who's not especially good. Throwing the ball all around the yard means right. that like turnovers could happen. McCaffrey,
0: you know, sometimes he does have those fumble problems when, when you cannot get drive the ball downfield, you, the drive can get killed by just one bad penalty. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, I'm excited to see what Sherman will be up to in the, uh, in the old, uh the old pregame on <laughs> Thursday night. Sherman's so good. he's been, he's been, he's been really growing on TV. I've been, I found it quite enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe the Debo injury is a difference maker. I'm, I'm less confident in that. I think they have enough offensive talent to, um, I think they should (coughs) win. I think division games are weird. And Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday night games are weird. The line, the line's only three and a half, which I think is like overly respecting what we've done lately, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Seahawks plus three and a half. All right. I'm, I mean, Vegas is giving us a lot of respect. So that's that's good. Yeah, they're uh, saying these are almost even teams. No, no, no. It's it's in Seattle, Kevin. They are saying oh, are they're
1: saying oh, sorry, they're saying that they're up by a touchdown.
0: Yes, I forgot saying, it was in Seattle. Which I would say they're probably closer to ten points better than us, but but uh, you know what? Um, maybe I'm wrong and Vegas is right. Let's 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 get into the picks, Kevin. Where where are you where are you going with this one? Uh,
1: I think that they should be able to eat up the clock. Um, their defense is going to be enough of a problem. I think we'll be able to make a couple of. Scoring drives, um, like maybe in the second half we figure something out, make a few adjustments, and eating up the clock tends to make for a slightly lower scoring game. I'm going to go 27-18 uh, San Fran.
0: Oh, okay. Slower slower pace than me. I think the pa- I'm going to go with the pace is a little higher than that. I'm going to go with a, a, a bit higher pace. I'm going to go... 49ers 38, uh, I'm see Seahawks 24, um, yeah. I just think it's gonna be pointy.
1: Better than last time.
0: It is. Yay! I, I have a hard time <laughs> getting getting my mind in a place. This to watch could be this a game.
1: hard game to watch.
0: Yeah. Thursday, Thursday. I say keep saying tomorrow because it's almost Wednesday. Thursday. It will be Wednesday by be... the
1: time you're listening to this, dear viewer.
0: Probably. Yeah, because I post it pretty late at night usually. All right, uh, let's go to the Patreon, uh, money zone. If it, if there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so, patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. For as little as a dollar twenty four a month, gain access to the Discord. Come hang out with us. Be like William, who joined us in the Discord this week. Um, and uh, you know, talk to us about these last couple World Cup games. Uh, that's been a, the, probably the most popular discussion topic lately. Um, we have two ne- people from the Netherlands who are very, very mad at Argentina. So, so Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Floctimus, Gre- Greta, Gavin, James, Jose, Joshua, Lucas, Reddad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Brandon, and Nick. And secret mission, secret mission. Uh, we haven't gotten an iTunes review in a while. Go to iTunes. Well, we got two. One was really negative, <laughs> but if you go to i t go to iTunes, uh, give us a review if you have not done so already. Um, did you know that Kevin? Did you know that over fifty percent of people, uh, listen to their podcasts on iTunes? I did. But did you know the fastest growing place to listen to podcasts in this in this space is Spotify? I did not. Uh, did you Did you know that? So yeah, if you uh, if you listen on Spotify, give us a review on Spotify instead. Um. That that helps people find our podcast too. It is the fastest growing podcast platform, which makes sense because it is a really easy way to listen to music. All right, Kevin. So I heard for your it's your birthday today, and I heard for your movie club you wanted me to just play a Christmas song by Froggy Fresh for the next ten minutes. Is that
1: uh, I assumed that you were going to play <laughs> Dominic the Donkey. Actually, no. Did you
0: did you did you did you listen to to uh, to Froggy Fresh? Christmas I song? definitely didn't. You have not listened to it? It's nine years old. You gotta, you gotta listen to Froggy Fresh, dude. It's good. He wants it. He wants John Cena merch. Okay. Anyway, um, so if that doesn't, if that doesn't tempt you into listening to us, stupid this song is, I don't know what
1: will. So, but uh, no, Eric is out today, and something that Nathan and I have bonded <laughs> over for many years is uh, our enjoyment of Hong Kong action movies. And so, uh, in honor of my birthday, we are putting together a fave five Hong Kong cinema. So right. we have to take no,
0: an amazing no, two no. movies and narrow it down to five. No gimme movies in this one, Kevin. We're just gonna we're gonna argue about all of them. You ready? Okay. All right. So let's start. All right. Um, I think we need one funny movie, like one movie that's clearly funny. So police story. Okay. I I want to. I was gonna say Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle is a good one. Um, Shaolin yeah. Soccer. Soccer Soccer's good. I like Kung Fu Hustle better if I'm just like comparing those two Stephen Chow movies. Yeah. Like I think Kung Fu Hustle is a Kung better movie. Hustle might also, be Stephen Chow's best movie. That's a really good movie. It's it's so funny. It's really good. Um What about just, what about uh OG Drunken Master 1978? That's a good one too. I mean, I just think we need one one movie that is like clearly like Hong Kong comedy. The, the reason I I think like I think Kung Fu Hustle first is because it's just also it's so, it's so slapsticky. It's lampooning the genre, yeah, in in a way that I think is is um is really really solid. So I I don't know. That's that that's my first choice. That's my first thought. Do you want to come back? Do you want to circle back to that? Or okay. You wanna, how about this? Um,
1: I'll make an exchange. Okay. If we do Kung Fu Hustle for the kind of straight comedy. Then for the necessary straight drama I say we have to do in the mood for love
0: over over like chunking Express yep you think that's a you like that movie better one car wise in the mood for love is I uh, like but like you enjoy that movie more I like, think it's a I'm not saying it's no I'm not saying it's not a better movie I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that I just want to know. Which movie do you like better? I like, not only think it's a better movie, but
1: I actually do like it more. I think it's hard because, like, these are two excellent Wong Kar Wai movies. Um, and there's a lot to unpack in both of them. They both have a lot of depth. I find the subtleties of In the Mood for Love uh, more enjoyable to unpack.
0: Okay. But I think they're um, both
1: very defensible choices.
0: They're both really good movies. I like Chunking Express better because I think I like movies where the characters like feel lost. Does it does that make sense?
1: Yeah, but in the mood for love, like it's they're lost in a different way because in this you have two people realizing that like uh long relationships are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And like what's the next phase of their life going to look like? And I kind of like the whole for the first like significant portion of in the mood for love, um, the two characters are like two ships passing in the night. And so Mm -hmm. you don't have even a connection between the two storylines other than they're experiencing it in the same place. And uh, you know, and the fact that their significant others, one's cheating on them. And so, whereas chunking express feels sort of like uh, when you're lost in that time post-college and you're not sure what you're supposed to do with your life. I feel like in the Mm -hmm. mood for love is more like if you're in your forties and realize that when you married in your late teens it wasn't the right match. Like it's a different kind of lust.
0: All right. I mean, Wong Kar Wai just makes movies that are like melancholy and kind of amazing. Yes. Like sad movies. But (laughs) I was gonna I was actually gonna stump for Chunking Express. I'm fine with just going with In the Mood for Love. That's that's fine. Hardboiled. So real quick,
1: what do you love about Chunking Express?
0: Um, like you, you said, it just captures this like I personally relate to this idea the idea of like a lot of life is very melancholy, and that a lot of times you just don't you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. You're just kind of doing it, and I don't know. I just like that 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 those kind of movies really hit me. That's like, like like why I like La La Land so much. Yeah, it's just about like people that like you know you meet people for a time. There are people that enter your life and then they leave, and like it's kind of sad because like there are plenty of people I've been around a ton that are no longer in my life that I really wish like, Hey, I really wish I still talked to that person, but I, I don't. And that's just part of life, right? It's just part of life that you, you have people come in and out of your life. And if any of those people are listening and you're like, Hey man, I wish I still talked to Nathan, just text me. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm happy to talk. I just, you know, you just get so in the zone, you know, with what you're doing anyway. Um, yeah. Hard boiled. It'd be what either hard boiled or bullet in the head. Convince me not to put three John Woo movies in for the other three movies because I I totally could do. Okay. I totally could. I totally could do Hard Boiled. A better Tomorrow and Bullet in <laughs> and, and the and the and the killer. Oh, and the killer. Okay. <laughs> like, right. I totally could be convinced. Like, hey, just put three. But we're gonna pick one John Wu movie because well, it's, gu- le- le- it's not fair to the rest of the list. Do you? But you I just want do you guys a John to un-
1: Woo movie that's not a
0: John Woo movie though. <laughs> Which is what Ringo Lamb's Full Contact. Okay. Okay. I mean. We could, but I let's just do one John Wu movie. Okay. So it's it's hardboiled then. <laughs> you like okay, Hardboiled is my favorite movie. I think I've said this before. Like I just love it so much. Um <laughs> do I think it's the best John Woo movie? Yeah, it's It, is. it probably you can, is. You you, you you can say that like you think that the killer is better, or bullet in the head's better, or better tomorrow's better. And I wouldn't like t- totally disagree with you, but Hardboiled is so sweet. There's so many cool things that happen in this movie. And and it has like the best long take, one of the best long takes ever put to film. It has great acting, um, just everything about it is. Uh,
1: it's iconic it for a reason.
0: It's very chef's kiss. Um, I think one of my friends told me like I told them to watch it a bunch of times, and then when I watched it, they're like, I finally watched Hard Boiled, and I was like, Yeah, what'd you think? And they just put, Dudes rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's pretty much what it is. Like it's it's, it's so John Woo the the with the. The jazz flute and the the long, uh, just the thing. The thing you, the thing you have to know awesome. is
1: that uh, in a John Woo right. movie, if the main character is sad, it will rain because when a character cries, the world will cry with them, and that exactly. that is John Woo movies. And if that's, that's too that's, much for you, then
0: I'm sorry that your life isn't full that's, of joy. It's how life should work, to be honest with you. Like there's <laughs> there's really. There's really no question to to me. Okay, now now's where it's going to get dicey. Okay, So I think you're gonna you're gonna make me put a Jackie Chan movie in, which I think in an ideal world I would fill out the rest of this list without a Jackie Chan movie. I but... was gonna stump for something else. Okay, okay, what's that? Uh,
1: so I am going to stump for a uh, Lau Kar Leung movie. Um, uh, Gordon Liu. I feel yeah. like I either either um the Thirty Sixth Chamber of Shaolin. Mm -hmm. Or 8 Diagram Pole Fighter has to be on my list. And I'm I could be good with either one, but I think both of them are really well directed. Um they tell like a really cool story in like a really tight fashion, and the action sequences are excellent, and that director actor team is really, really strong, and I would have to have one of them on there.
0: So what were my two choices again? The 36th Mm -hmm. Chamber of Shaolin or the Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. Okay, so like, here's one thing I'll say, um, which by the way, Thirty Six Chambers, Shaolin has like the best alternate names of any movie ever have. Do you know any of them? Uh, like what it was called? What it was called in other countries? Dude, one it was called Ma- the Master Killer. Can you can you imagine like buying one ticket to see the Master Killer? Yeah, and Shaolin Master Killer. That's pretty sweet, dude. Um, here's the thing for me about about this is if I was like. Push to put a movie from this era. I think I might go with One Armed Swordsman, and like I, I know that That's maybe good. that that like that is like a, a a more like a like offbeat choice, but like I don't know. You, I think Thirty Six Chamber is a better movie than than the One Armed Swordsman, but. um, this is, a, this is a, this is like, this isn't a nitty gritty. Like we, we want to represent the eras. I, I see what you're doing here and I like it. I dig, I dig what you're doing here. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
1: Yeah. Cause there's so much so, to so. grab from like, from film in this, it, like there's so many different eras, so, like, and so many different directors and so many different talented people that I, I feel like they all have to kind of be what here about- somewhere.
0: What about like Bruce Lee? Like, do you have any interest in like Fists of Fury?
1: Man, as as much as I respect Bruce Lee movies, none of them crack my list.
0: Okay, I just wanted to to make sure I like. Yeah, I I think they're all good movies
1: and they're definitely worth a watch. I they don't crack my list. And honestly, they're not really even close.
0: Okay, Um, just wanted to make sure that I didn't. uh, I'd rather put one of the Venoms movies in than those. I mean, Drunken Master is from 1970s, too. Drunken Master is really good. Um, It's. It's not as good as 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 thirty six Chamber or a pole, or, diagram or a eight mm. diagram pole fighter. Nope. Um, the thing about a diagram pole fighter is it's like, hey, let's build, <laughs> let's let's build the movie around like a guy who fights with a like pole, like a pole arm. Like, it yeah. doesn't make. It's like such a stupid thing to do. It's like it's like um it's like the guy the guy sat down and he was like, "What are you going to write a movie about?" It's like, okay. Well, you know, we've done a movie. We've done movies with this weapon and this weapon. What if, what if we have a guy who just fights with poles? Well, you know the and other the, thing that's nuts the, about this, And right? the movie's about that. And it's like, yeah, that's sweet, dude. It's, it's like way well choreographed. It's like so well choreographed. It's, it kind of like blows your mind when you really think about it. Like they had to choreograph 90 minutes of like – because there's there's like all – these movies are all action. You know, there's just yes. – We're just moving from set piece to set piece. It's not like – it's not like – um It's not like there's like 40 minutes of filler in this movie. It's just like we got to come up with 90 minutes of fight scenes that feel distinct. And they did it with like (laughs) slight connections between the two. The other thing.
1: So Lily Lee is in this one. uh, Another great like 70s Hong Kong actress. Uh, Johnny Wayne's in this one. Another really good. This is Alexander Fusheng's last role. Um, He actually died during the filming of this movie and they had to change the ending for it. And oh, so man. getting I didn't know that. And so getting Gordon Liu and Alexander Fushang on here is another thing that I think is really cool. Because, um, like you brought up uh uh the one armed swordsman and that's another like, hey, let's get these like iconic um I, like these iconic actor director teams on here. I, I that's one of the reasons why I look at a diagram pole fighter because the fight scenes are so well choreographed and also like just kind of a who's who of like really talented people that were working um in Hong Kong in the late 70s and early 80s.
0: Yeah. I think i am talking right, myself do,
1: into 8 writer.
0: Let's, let's do a let's do 8 and pole fighter. It's so sweet. It's like a cool revenge movie, too. Um if we picked a Jackie Chan movie, it would be police story, correct? Yes. Like there's correct. A, there's not there's not even there's not even another. And I'd it's be like good a, with that being our number five, because that is that, like his best movie. That movie is like straight up masterpiece. Like it's it is so really weird. good. I just like I think, like in my idealized version of this movie, we go we go with Crouching Tiger or Infernal Affairs as the last movie, or in which 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 yeah, we could go with In-Man. Oh, if we want to go really modern, is does uh, what's the um? No, those movies start too slow. Never mind. Uh, I <laughs> people are gonna have to people are gonna have to guess what I was talking about there, which I think will make it more fun <clears throat> for me. Not for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, the election okay. movies. Those are uh... once once upon a time in China. Those movies. Yeah. Yeah. All that, all that Jet Li stuff we just kind of left out the side, but the like hero um, once upon a time in, in China movies. Uh, those movies are sweet. Like those movies are very, very good. Um, yeah. the I like those. Uh, yeah. The Venom thi-
1: movies we mentioned uh, or like uh, not-
0: flying guillotine movies. Okay, flying guillotine. We gotta address flying guillotine because if you go to my Letterbox page, it is in <clears throat> it is in my four favorite movies, uh, my four highlights. Uh, That's I put it in amazing. there. Be- I put it in there because it correctly describes like what I'm looking for in a movie, which is I want to have fun when I'm watching it. And um, is there anything more fun than a guy whose weapon is like a uh, a circle with teeth on it that he throws at you and cho- it just ch- instantly chops your head off? I, I don't think so. I don't think it gets much better than that. It is it is cr- absolutely batshit and nutty. It is so crazy, and it's cool because it's a sequel to a good movie too. Like One Arm Boxer is is sweet. Like that's also a cool. And so um, a one arm marshal – So he's being stalked because he what uh, of his actions in the last movie, right? And yep. so so now he it's like he's got to deal with the consequences of of the One Arm Boxer, which is also. Adult movie. It is. Uh, I mean, all we
1: haven't mentioned, and it goes to a different era.
0: What
1: different director, and also it gets one of my all-time favorite Hong Kong actors in there. What about a touch of Zen? Um, Nineteen seventy King Hu has a uh, Sammo Hung in there and Jackie Chan though, uh, in bit roles as basically extras. Um, I like it's it. so long I... though. It's <laughs> three hours. It's.
0: Yeah, it's like it's okay. You already knew why I didn't like. Yeah, it. I feel he, so he, bad
1: not having Sammo Hung on this list because I love Sammo Hung, but also a lot of his movies have really problematic plot lines.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he he loves the racism. King, I, I king, mean,
1: king of <laughs> sexual assault based storylines. Yeah,
0: it's not good. <laughs> yeah, he loves loves uh, sexual assault. Okay, can we talk about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. Um, I think like it's like. Having Aang Lee really... do all
1: the drama stuff and then have one of the greatest fight choreographers choreographers of all time was Michelle really cool. Yeoh
0: is is so good in this movie. In everything, too. she's just like she is just straight up incredible in this movie. Um, in a way that I think we uh, we we just needed to address it, and now we have, so we can we can move on. Also, another Shelley uh,
1: Fat movie, who's great in everything.
0: That I like is cool. I like Infernal Affairs because it's like a really cool story and it's just different than it's way different than anything else on this list yeah it's um, kind of
1: like the next generation of the john woo movies and also
0: i mean like it's better than than the it's better than the departed <laughs> <laughs> which 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 is the movie that that so this is the movie is the movie that the departed is a remake of so if you have never watched infernal affairs which is like um, five
1: infernal affairs movies or something
0: yeah but i've watch only seen the, the, the one. first one They, their other ones are not bad. The other ones are not are not like horrible, but they don't need to exist. The first one Um, is really, really good, and I would say it's like for me, it's like four, three and a half, and then the last one is like a like probably a three or it's it's just they just get worse as they go on. They still have all the good actors. They still have all the same. It's the teams getting back together, but it's just like it's never the same.
1: Well, like I really like Flashpoint. But I feel like Infernal Affairs is better. Flashpoint.
0: Flashpoint, so sweet. Flashpoint though. is really
1: like, dope, but it's not the, like as good. The thing about
0: Flashpoint. <laughs> the thing about Flashpoint is, is like, it modernized uh like that style of movie in a way that I think was really. I think it was people are were looking for someone to kind of evolve the like the the, the action, Wu. the John Woo kind of action genre, and it did it in a way like by incorporating like mixed martial arts and like. Um, like 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 real you know fighting. I'm putting that in quotes, but real fighting techniques. It did it in a way that I think um, kind of pushed like, things to the next level. Which, if you like that, did you see Raging Fire?
1: Uh-uh. Uh, Raging Fire is now widely available on screening, and I would say if you like that, I think Raging Fire is a. It's not as tightly edited, but it's another really good movie that's similar.
0: All right, so we're putting uh, Police stories last movie and calling it a day we i think we talked about enough of the movies that we could have put in and uh we are like i don't want to go too far in overtime so uh to recap kung fu hustle this is this is a memory test right here you ready kung fu hustle hard-boiled in the mood for love eight diagram pole fighter and police story there you go that's that's the top that's our if you only watch five hong kong movies in your life watch these five um and if you enjoy them you know come to the discord and we'll tell you to watch Raining in the Mountain. Or something or something. <laughs> yeah, there's there's <laughs> so, a lot of other good ones. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, for Kevin, for the Ghost of Eric, we'll see you next week. Go Hawks.